You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. All right, we are slowly starting to get through the year. Are your habits in place? Have you been going out? Have you been approaching? Have you gotten pictures for your online dating profile? Are you swiping more? Are you doing the things necessary to get the results? What's going on? How's it all going? Well, I want to announce a few things that we're working on over here to to help you with that. So we are slowly rolling out boot camps. This is not the official launch per se, but we have one that we're doing in Vegas. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be filled up, so don't get too excited, but have no fear. We're working on putting more dates on the calendar. So hopefully in the next couple weeks, and I will let you know here on the podcast, There will be a website that you can go to and you can see all the dates, you can see all the different cities and what we're doing throughout the whole year. And then you can talk to us and we can chat with you and explain in great detail what the boot camp entails, how it's going to help you, and we can help you pick out which one will be best for you in terms of of dates and, and cities and all those good things. I am trying to do, you know, as many as I can in in different spots of America. Okay, so West Coast, East Coast, as well as the Midwest. There will be some repeat of some cities, I'm sure. Uh, we just want to make it you know, feasible for as many people and then doing it in cities where we know we're going to just crush it and you're going to be approaching so many women like Las Vegas is one of them, right? Um, LA is another good one. Miami is another good one. Chicago is another good one. Austin's another good one. So we're doing our best to to create a schedule that's going to work so you can do the boot camps. So what is a boot camp? Boot camp is when you're going to be going with a coach and a few other guys. You guys all go out together and he helps you with your approach, anxiety, talking to women, flirting with women. It's all focused on just crushing approaching and you know being able to do the in-person approaches. Beyond that, we are going to also have our coach take some good pictures of you. So by the time the weekend's done, you'll get some good online dating photos and you'll have so much experience in approaching. And then you take all that with you back home and it's quite life-changing, to be honest. It's just a, it's a boot camp, right? Boot camp means you're doing a lot in an in intense amount of work in a small amount of time and it's supposed to get you better faster, which it does. I ran boot camps in the beginning of trip advice, that's how trip advice started. I, I never did any virtual coaching. It was really all boot camps that I held in LA. So people would fly to LA or people who lived in LA would work with me and I would take a bunch of guys out. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it was just me who was doing it. And I was doing it every single weekend and I was doing everything at once, you know, working on YouTube videos and working on creating websites for the business that I burnt out really fast. Uh, But now we, we are not going to burn out. We have, uh, we have a few coaches. They're not going to be doing it every single weekend of the year, uh, but definitely multiple weekends of the year. And it's going to allow them to have plenty of rest time in between where they're going to 
be amazing for you when you show up and, and you do the boot camp. So again, I will announce more of where you can sign up for this. If you're just interested in general or you just want some sort of coaching, you can go to tripadvicecoaching.com where we do have virtual coaching programs where you can live anywhere in the world. We work with you for a couple of months and we change your life with approaching and and in per, uh, sorry approaching and online dating. So we do work with you virtually and uh, and by the time maybe you book a call we'll have some some dates on the calendar for the group boot camps. Uh, I don't really know any other companies that are even doing this anymore. Everything in these days is now virtual. So we plan to be one of the biggest and we're going to scale this big to help as many guys as possible get the opportunity to do some in-person work, which like I said, and I've said this in many, many times already, life changing. I really do mean that. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com for now, book a call with us. We'll chat with you about how it all works. And today we're talking about how women select men. You know, I do this. I, I like to go into old YouTube lives where I've just gave amazing content. This one is from uh, about a year ago. And I talk about a lot of evolutionary biology and how women are, because I was at that time, and I, I'm still reading it because um, I like to read it a lot, is the evolution of desire. But I just picked it up around that time, and here I'm talking about it. I don't think, I have so many episodes in this podcast, I don't think that I posted this already. I do think this is, this is not a rerun. I checked and spent a lot of time going through old episodes. But um, but even if it is, you know, like I heard this one before, it's a good listen. It really is. I, you know, I, I only repost stuff from lives or ever do a rerun if it's like, God, this is really good and it's not getting the love that it deserves and, and you guys need to listen to it. They're handpicked by me. So listen up to this one. Take some notes. You're going to hear also some people are asking questions, which is really cool. So I answer some questions from people who were joining the live at the time that it was live. So you're going to learn a lot. So let's get into it. How women select men. Okay. So how women select men. So let's start with this. I've been reading a very interesting book lately. The book is called Evolution of Desire. It's by David Buss. He did a multicultural study and this study was all about figuring out how men and women, simply put, how they mate, how they create their mating choices, how they are getting together, why they might even stay together. And I wanted to discuss some of that, how it relates to you, how it's going to relate to you being able to attract more women in your life. Okay? So let's go over that. So one of the things that David talks about, and by the way, he's the author of the book, Evolution of Desire. Highly recommend you pick it up. I think he, he really coins himself as a evolutionary psychologist. And he talks about the idea that the way that women are normally selecting men on just a very broad scale is his ability to be able to have resources. Okay, so so it's this combination of having resources and the ability to acquire resources. What does this mean? Well, of course, you hear that right away. I know what you think. I even thought the same thing. You think money, immediately. Money, resources, money. So women go after guys with money. So I can't say that that's 
not true. That's a double negative right there. So meaning, yes, that is true, but it's not solely true. It's not just about that. And that's not my opinion. That's actually discussed in the book through this multi, it's like 37 cultures that they studied across the globe to figure out what it is and how women are selecting men. So we're talking about this idea of resources, but the interesting thing to me was it wasn't just, okay, women see a man with a lot of resources, a wealthy man, and then they're attracted. But it even goes to the idea of his ability to acquire resources. So women will, for example, say that they might be with a guy because he's going to one day at least have the ability to have those resources. So that's like one step down. And then like a further step down is they don't even know how to explain what makes them attracted to a man or what that even means, but they see the behaviors of a man who has the same behaviors of a man who might be able to acquire resources. So that's why you might hear from myself, maybe from others as well, about this idea of confidence, assertiveness, social savvy. We can also say that someone who is able to, well, I guess I'm I'm about to give another example, but it's really kind of all falls underneath those few ideas. Or we'll say those traits, those qualities, those behavioral traits. And it's very interesting, right? Because all this kind of makes sense when you think about it. And then there's another aspect of this. A lot of guys like to say, well, no, women are after a guy with status. They like a guy with a lot of status. That's why you know guys with large Instagram followings or celebrities get a lot of women. That's true. Men with status also are attracting lots of women. And status is another example. It's another example of someone who either has resources or can acquire resources. The problem is that guys like to just translate that or just see, they only see through that lens. Like someone said earlier in the YouTube chat, they only see looks, money, status. Okay? Which, again, I won't argue that. I won't. Because if a guy is good looking, if a guy has status, and if a guy has money, he's going to be able to attract probably at least 80% of women. That is true. He's going to have an easier time being able to do it. But the problem lies within the fact that some guys think that that's all you need to be able to attract women. And it's just not true. Because the real truth is that men who are able to exhibit the qualities that I listed before are the ones who can also benefit from being able to attract more women, attract more mates. Okay? So it's kind of like everything. And I think that people miss that here. The big question, how do women select men? What are women attracted to? The answer is, it's all of it. It's all the above. It's looks, it's status, it's money. 
its behavior, and of course, a lot of the qualities that fall under behavior. So it's everything. But I've seen through my coaching program and people that we help at TripAdvice all the time who don't have the looks, the height, the money, or definitely not the status, who are able to attract women that are desirable. And it's because they are able to learn how to exhibit those qualities. And so that's, that's almost the um, kind of the big point I'm, I'm usually trying to make across a lot of the videos here in the channel and through my Instagram reels, as well as through my podcast, right? Talking about this concept. And it's, it's getting real saturated now with a lot of men discussing that they should just give up and it just looks money and status. And that's fine. I don't really care. I'm not trying to convince those people. If you want to play that game, that's a really hard game to play, by the way. Or maybe some of you just don't play it at all, right? It's a very difficult game, just trying to compete in the money looks status world. Now, I'm not against any of that either. I mean, it is, it is great to consistently be working on how you look, your fitness, right? It's good to be working on your finances, your money, your career. It's good to be working on uh, status. That could be anywhere. I mean, not everyone's going to have like high status, like CEO status or fame, but they might have status inside their social circle, they might be a leader in their social circles. All those things are great to work on. But the problem is, is if you only compete in that world, you got a lot of other guys who are competing against you and you will lose. You will lose pretty fast. So instead, you have to consider the option of working on everything. Because what did I say earlier? Really the answer to the big question, how do women select men? They select it on all of those different fronts, looks, money, status, behavior. Okay, so that is what is happening when women are viewing men. I've talked about this before, and actually David Buss talks about this as well in his book, The Evolution of Desire. He talks about this uh, social experiment that's been done. I think, I don't know if he got this from YouTube, but they're on YouTube where undercover, cute girl will go up to 100 men and say, Will you sleep with me? Do you want to, hey, do you want to go and, you know, hook up? And somewhere around like 75%, maybe even more of the men instantly said yes. Okay. And then they had a guy do that to 100 women and it was zero. It was 100% zero. Or we can say 0%. Why? Why is that? That's because when it is about determining whether a man is attractive, it's not just looks. There's a lot more to it. So it's the idea of resources. We can even say this idea of safety. It's interesting how a man doesn't have that problem, but a woman does. Why? Because we attract on different levels in different ways. 
So you have to understand that a woman needs more time to be able to know if this is someone that she wants to sleep with. Now, it's funny because I, I talked about this on Instagram before, and I've had so many people say, no, that, that's not true. There's women that will sleep with a guy so fast. And they're not really thinking about how fast it really is in terms of just literally going up to someone and that's the first line out of your mouth. I can't even imagine unless she was severely intoxicated, any woman ever sleeping with a guy that fast. Yes, women have one night stands. That stuff happens all the time, of course. But she still had time there. She got to know him. So why is time so important here? Because we're talking about the time it takes to see the man's behavior and also the qualities here that might say to her that he can acquire resources or maybe has resources. So those are some of the things that uh, I want you to be thinking about. If you want to dive deeper into that, you can always get that book. Um, for some, it might be a little bit dense. For me, I just can't put it down. It's fantastic and always fun to share here. But we can keep talking about this topic. We can talk about some other stuff. I want you guys to go ahead and ask questions if you have any. So it can be related to this topic. It can also be related to you. You might have a personal question here. If you do, pop it here on Instagram, pop it here on YouTube. Also, for those of you watching here on YouTube, we do have the ability for you to come on here live. If you go to the description, you will see a link where you can hop on and you can ask a question live with me. One of the benefits of that is we can really go deeper into whatever it is that you're trying to ask. Obviously, it's kind of hard when you're just typing it out, but I will answer those questions also. Okay, this is great. Love this question. So Eric, you asked, is it possible to get reattraction from a woman that rejected you? Okay, so someone here on YouTube asked, is it possible to get reattraction from a woman that rejected you? So the short answer is yes, it's possible. But let's go into the longer answer. The longer answer is probably not. <laughs> Your chances are really slim. And this is such a great question because it really relates to what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is how attraction works for a woman. And so one of the issues, and uh, Tony, I see you there. We're going to get you in here. One of the issues is that you see a woman is, is attracted to a man's behavior. So therefore, if he does something that turns her off in her, this is simply put in her head, she knows that this man is inherently unattractive. He has the behavior that's unattractive, which can be maybe, I mean, it can be a lot of things. Some examples could be someone who's a pushover, emotionally weak, a guy who's not really doing anything with his life, a guy who doesn't excite her anymore. So some examples there. And because she knows this of his behavior, it's not going to just click and all of a sudden she's going to like this guy again. It takes more time. So back to the idea of time. 
It takes more time and it's going to take more time for her to get reattracted. And not only is it hard to do that because you need more time in front of her to reattract her, but you're starting from really low. So that's why most guys don't get out of the friend zone. That's why most guys, they, after a breakup, have a hard time getting her back if she's the one who broke up with him. So that's what makes it kind of tough. Good question. If you guys need help, if you need coaching, check it out, coachbytrip.com. That's where you can get help. We have coaches available to work with you one-on-one. We did that with Tony. And one of the things that we did with Tony is we completely changed his pictures all around. So we got him completely new pictures. And what we did was we gave him some scripts to use so that online dating can be more efficient. Okay? So sometimes you're going to go through a lull. I get a lot of clients and people who say, well, I got all these matches, I got all these dates, and it really worked out, and I just like totally killed it for the past month, and then it goes down. It's just the ebb and flow of the apps. Now, another thing you can do, and what I end up asking people, I say, when that happens, I say, well, what apps are you on? Every city is a little bit different. When I'm working with clients, I hear Hinge is really good. Then I hear, no, Bumble is really good. No, then I heard, oh my God, I'm killing it on the league. Uh, Rarely do I hear Tinder, by the way. I don't think I ever really hear Tinder. I think Tinder is like, works better when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're living in a, like the, like Europe or Australia. I don't know what it is, but Tinder does, has anyone seen a lot of success with Tinder over the other apps? Let me know here. So yeah, what ends up happening is sometimes you go through a lull. So it's okay to take a break. Sometimes it's good. Jump off for a week. If you're going hard at it, which is good, like an hour a day swiping, messaging, take a break. Come back to it in like a week, even two weeks. And if that bothers you to hear that because that's your source of dates, well, we have another problem here because your source of dates should never just be coming from one avenue. It needs to be coming from multiple avenues. So you need to be going out and meeting women in person, going to social events. You need to be at least creating events, inviting a lot of people out. Some of the things that most men don't want to do because it's a lot of work. And, oh man, I just had, I actually just, something just clicked actually. Because of online dating and because of technology, it has made it now that much harder to want to have the energy and the motivation to go out. So it's not just online dating that has killed the in-person meets. But it's also the fact that it's so pleasurable to stay home now. Has anyone else realized how pleasurable it is to not leave your home? You have so much content at your fingertips. You have, you can get anything delivered. In theory, you never have to leave. So it's a big leap of energy and motivation to go outside talk to women, to be able to just go and socialize. 
point being, you should not ever just be relying on dating apps as your only source. There's a whole world to discover, right, Trip? Yeah, there is. Let's actually, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, for those of you who are here on Instagram and on YouTube, what are the things that you guys are doing? I feel like guys don't aren't, aren't good at necessarily coming up with hobbies. I know there's, you know, some guys do have a lot of hobbies, but I feel like there's also a lot of guys out there who just don't have anything else going on. They work, they come home, they do nothing, and they couldn't even imagine what they would do otherwise. Can we get a list here from all of you that I'm live with? What are you guys doing? Like a boss, you said, to be honest with you, I think it's more pleasurable for me to go out more. That's good. I think that you're in a, that's a good position. I'm honestly a gamer gaming at the moment. Okay, well, that, that's a, you know, let me be more specific. Hobbies that help you leave the home. Okay, someone said here on, on uh, Instagram, hiking. It's always a good one. Boxing, that's a cool one. Actually, the guy right now that I'm living next door to is, is teaches boxing. Salsa dancing, chess club. Mike says, I like backpacking, but chicks generally don't like it. Um, you would be, uh, maybe you're right on the generally speaking. You could be right on that one. Co-ed sports to be social and work out and work out social anxiety and work on approach anxiety when I'm not traveling for work. Yeah, co-ed sports is a big one. That's really popular. A lot of people do that. What do they have? Softball, kickball? I never did that. The gym, sports bars, shooting, gun club, running. Awesome. Gym. Yeah, guys. Maybe these are some of the more obvious ones. Yoga, surfing, that's cool. At least some good ideas for you. Dancing is a, this is cool. Dancing is a cheat code. Language exchange, gym, farmer's market. Cool. Paddle boarding. In most meetup groups that attend are mostly women. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, to continue the conversation here, what we're talking about is getting ways, making excuses to go out, to leave your home, to talk to more people, to stop relying only on online dating. And I get it. I, I, I don't want to sound like a, an old man here when I say some of these things, because I know that everyone's online dating and I know it's the easy way, but you know yourself if you're really getting the results you're wanting on online dating. So just focus on the results. If they're coming, great, it's working for you. But if they're not, well, obviously something needs to be fixed with your online dating profile or the system you have to go about it, but we need to get you out more. People are asking about how I met my wife. That is right, I am married. Uh, I got married this year actually. And so we met, we met through, it wasn't cold approach by any means. I want to say it was social circle, but it was a very unique instance in which we met because it wasn't like we met at a social gathering. Actually, we met when I was doing a video. I was doing a video at my friend's dance studio. She was working that day. So I met her that day. It was very quick. Some attraction was built. 
And then I ended up getting her number that day, reached out to her, grabbed a drink. That was four years ago. So, but here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. This is is important to note too. You are going to have moments like those that you don't know that happen, right? So yeah, there's online dating for meeting women. There's cold approach or meeting women. Let's just say meeting women in person and then under that, is going to be maybe a circumstance in which I met my wife or a party or you're going out and approaching women, whatever. But once you get better and understand how attraction works and get better at being able to meet more women and socialize, you'll always be ready. So when a moment like that comes, you'll be ready. You'll know what to do. You'll have the confidence, all that good stuff. So... Um, at that time, also, I happened to have been off the dating apps. And I think that's, you got to give that credit a little bit. So I'm not saying for you guys to do this, but just to help you understand, I was off the dating apps. So because of that, my mentality was all about meeting women in person. So I was open and aware of all opportunities that could have come my way in person because I wasn't going on a lot of dates at that. Well, at that, actually, at that time, I wasn't going on any. I just moved. I did not like online dating at the time. I was just getting a little sick of it. You know, sometimes you get sick of it. So it all kind of added up to that moment. What's the best one-liner when you meet someone? Don't underestimate one of the easiest and what some would call lame because it's not exciting, interesting, just going up to a woman and say, hey, two seconds, I wanted to come meet you. That's it. So simple. To go deeper into this question, there's a question here on Instagram. Mexican Tacos says, I've approached women where I just froze because I didn't know what to say. How do I fix this? Well, one, I just gave you the line to fix it. And also, the reason why you froze is very simple because you don't have the competence, therefore you don't have the confidence. And because of this, you were not prepared. So you were unprepared because you don't have this skill set because you haven't been pushing yourself out there. What people have to understand here, what you guys have to understand is it's gonna be really tough at first to be able to do this when it comes to meeting women in person, because you're gonna be shy, you're gonna be scared, it's gonna be nerve wracking. All that stuff is gonna come up for you. And that's normal, but you have to be okay with getting rejected. You're gonna have to be okay with flubbing, with freezing up, with stuttering. Okay, all that stuff is perfectly normal. What was your experience dating in LA? LA was tough but in the best way, because LA was tough. It made everywhere seem so much easier, which if you ever move is kind of nice. I know that's not the greatest answer for people who are like living in LA, they're like, shit. But it is, I don't know, that's just the reality. I mean, every city is gonna have something. Honestly, no, there is no perfect city. Okay, there is one perfect city. If someone said, what's the best city to meet women? Although actually there's 
a lot of flaws in the one I'm about to say. So really there is no perfect city, but if I had to pick one, it's probably New York. The reason why is, well, one, there's so many people. Uh, two, there's people all around walking and talking and it's easier to meet people. There's always something to do every night of the week. And it doesn't ever get like so cold that it's insane, like Chicago or places in Canada, right? So that'd be the best place probably. But the downfall to that place is because there's so many people, what I've heard is that it's even harder to, it, it becomes harder at points to really get a relationship because so many people are dating because there's so many options. So you tell me a city, I can give you a pro and I can give you a con. So therefore, point being, stop focusing on, don't focus too much on where you live and just focus on doing whatever you can with the city you have and taking the pros and being able to meet people when you can and whatever provides, right? Smaller cities are a little bit tough. You might not meet people walking around. So you'll have to join some clubs or some co-ed sports. You'll have to definitely nail down your online dating profile. So all those things are going to have to happen, right? Bill George says, uh, Atlanta Metro best. I could see that. I could see that. Doesn't get too cold. Lots of people. Not oversaturated yet. So yeah, that's good. Oh, this is good. Yeah, for me, I always ask if you're local, what is your favorite bar to go to? That, that could be a good opener. If that's what you meant. Oh, this is a good question. Josh Jim here on, Insta, on, on YouTube asks the question, maximum amount of dates to have the first kiss in. Maximum? Absolute maximum is three. My real answer is like two. But once in a while, it just doesn't happen for whatever reason. It really should happen in two. But the absolute worst, it has to be three. Otherwise, you're going to be probably either thrown in the friend zone or she might lose interest because she might think that you don't like her. Imagine, imagine she's on the third date with you. Think about that for a second. Can we think about that? Can we think about a third date? Like how many women have you been on a third date with? I mean, if you were, if you're someone who's an active dater and let's assume you're getting a lot of first dates, I bet you out of all the first dates, the amount of third dates you have is like a fifth. And I'm being generous here. It's probably even less. Point being is that if she's on that third date with you, she clearly likes you. So I don't know why you wouldn't try to be physically escalating. I don't know why you wouldn't try to go for the kiss, right? Josh said, I'm afraid I've messed up by not doing it in the first two. Uh, well, we'll find out. You know how we'll know, Josh? Ask her out on the third date, see what happens. That's how we'll know. Thanks for asking your questions, guys. You can ask some more here in the chat, on YouTube, on Instagram. Okay, this is a great question. We, okay, we have a question over here on YouTube. says, Trip, from your experience, if a woman cl- compliments your eyes, what is she really saying? Is it a platonic comment or is it flirtatious? Any compliment is flirtatious. But the real question is, is what you're probably asking is, is she interested? I just was talking to 
a, um, a client of mine, and we were chatting about the idea of IOIs. Do you guys know what an IOI is? It's an old term in the pickup community that stands for indicators of interest. We were talking about indicators of interest. Are indicators of interest important? What do you guys think? I'm going to leave it to you. Do you think looking for indicators of interest are important? About half on Instagram, we have a yes, nope, yes. Uh, Someone said here, I think it's good to get signs to know whether or not to move forward, but it's not needed, okay. A lot of yeses. IOI can give you the confidence to make a move. Yes. Okay, so here's my answer. I think the only thing an IOI, an indicator of interest, she's flirting with you, she's showing signs that she likes you. The only thing it really does is it gives you that confidence. But you shouldn't need that confidence. So my answer is no. I don't think that you need that. I don't think that you need to have any indicator of interest at all because there are some women who you'll be talking to on a date, on an approach, at a party, who will show no indicators of liking you at all, but she does. So maybe she's shy or who knows? I don't know. Maybe she's just not doing it, but she's still interested in you. So the problem with indicators of interest is if we're always looking for, does she like me? Does she like me? What are the signs? Is she playing with her hair? Is she playing with her necklace? Whatever. If you're always looking for those signs and then you don't get them, what are you going to do? Not going to get her number? You're not going to ask her out? You just, you just lost an opportunity. So therefore, what are they good for, right? I don't think anything except for what Mike said, the confidence to be able to move forward. But hopefully confidence is, is not what you're trying to look for when you're trying to ask a girl out because sometimes the confidence won't be there. Hence, you should be doing it anyways. Okay, someone said on Instagram, I may not have understood completely. Do I gain competence by being bold? So he's asking, basically he's asking the question of how, how do confidence and competence and boldness, how does that all tie in together? So someone who's confident in something is only confident in something because they have the experience in the thing. No one's ever, maybe there's some exceptions, but... I would say rarely ever confident in something they haven't done before. Very rare. So in order to build confidence with women and confidence in yourself, you have to be a person who is constantly pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone by doing things that are scary. And more related to dating and women, you need to be socializing and talking to more women so that you gain the confidence. Unfortunately, confidence doesn't come first. Competence comes first, then comes confidence. And you need to power through that really, really hard time in the beginning to get there. Okay. Someone said, what's your take on red pill? I would say that I'm not necessarily a fan of of a lot of the people who are so diehard red pill because a lot of them, not the, not the gurus, but just like an average person who's like red pill. They seem to like take it to such a level that's so extreme where they're just kind of assholes. But 
I do believe in a lot of red pill stuff. I do, I do think that female nature is real. It's to be considered, highly considered, that men and women are different. More than considered, it is truth. And it's an uncomfortable truth sometimes to know what a woman's female nature really is. That a woman will be hypergamous. She will be looking for the better thing if, uh, if you're not giving her that in a relationship. Right? That's one take on red pill. There's a lot of different stuff. Uh, red pill is like the truth of, of how women become attracted to a man, how they act, their female nature, all that stuff. These guys, it seems it has been easy for most of them, most of their lives to be able to get a girlfriend. Who are you talking about? Why do you think some, oh, I see. You said, why do you think some guys or a lot of guys are naturals, as in they never needed to seek help from a dating coach like you in order to learn how to interact and attract women? Great question. First of all, well, my answer is I don't think that there are a lot of naturals. And I don't even really believe in the idea of a natural. There's no such thing as like a natural. I know what you mean by natural, a guy who kind of always had it easy with women. But he, he learned it somewhere. A lot of the naturals that you're speaking of are guys who got female attention at a younger age. So this is going to come full circle to what we just talked about with confidence and competence. A person who you would consider a natural, who's just naturally good with women, never has to take advice, never has to watch a live or follow a dating coach like this, is because he already built the confidence through the competence and he probably got the competence by surrounding himself by a lot of women, with a lot of women in maybe his younger years. And it's maybe because he got a lot of attention for whatever reasons, right? A long list of reasons why maybe a guy in his younger years, anywhere from middle school to high school to college, got a lot of attention from women. And because he did, he had more experience, therefore knows what to do. Uh, okay, Trip, my gay friend wants to help me set up a dating profile. Help me with my wardrobe and grooming. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if, yeah, if your gay friend knows, knows fashion and grooming, then sure, why not? What do you think is the percentage of girls that sleep with you on the first date? I can only guess this. If I had to guess, what is the percentage of girls that sleep with you on the first date? It's probably in the lower end. It's probably lower than 30%, maybe even lower than 20%. Women won't sleep with a guy that fast because they don't want to be slut shamed. They don't want to put themselves in the environment to maybe have sex with a man because that environment could be unsafe, meaning being alone with a man they don't know. So it probably doesn't happen as often. <laughs> Cute Shoes Mom on Instagram says, please help the guys with their grooming, all nose hair, and ear hair needs to be removed. I agree. What does it mean if a woman says she will call you to set up plans and doesn't? Probably means she's not interested or that was her way of trying to get you to ask her out because they want you to be the one to ask her out because they want you to lead. All right, we got someone here. What's up, man? Hey, Trip, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Have you come on before? You look a little familiar. Yeah, it's been a while since I've come on, actually. Um, dude, I've been following your content since like 2014, man. You were like the first dating coach I ever came across. Wow. You were with uh, Actualize.org. I remember Actualize.org. <laughs> he's, still around too. He's, he's still around. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, my question, Trip, is, okay, so I, yeah. I met some girl on Friday. Uh, we went on a date on Saturday. It was going well, man. Everything was going well. 
chemistry. We had like a nice adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was totally good. She even said she had a good time over text. Uh, the next day, you know, I kind of gave us like a day break to like not text or whatnot. So I kind of just, you know, didn't text her on Sunday. Monday came around, didn't get a text back. I say, hey, how's your day going? Whatnot. Didn't get a text back. Today, I sent her like a meme just to like kind of re-engage and whatnot. And, you know, she responded like, good morning. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then I asked her out and yeah, I haven't had a response, which is okay. Right. I know people are get busy, but I was just confused that like, Oh, like I felt it was on and everything was good. And she even told me herself it was good. So I'm just a little confused. So yeah, I just wanted to hear your take on it, man. For sure. I mean, yeah, this, uh, this happens quite a bit and I hear this quite a lot. It's like, I don't understand. Everything went well. Did you guys get physical? Did you say? Uh, yeah, we got phys- like not like sexually or anything. Like we we made out a little bit. We um, you know, I, I physically like you know grabbed you know you know grabbed her shoulder. You know, kind of like did the whole arm and you know walk with the arm thing. So yeah, we got we we there was some physicality for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then you didn't text her until the how was your day on Monday? Yeah. So how was your day on Monday? Yeah. So like I met her Friday, Saturday we had the date. Sunday I kind of gave it like a day off type of thing. Um, I was working. And then Monday I re-engaged. Got it. I mean, I would love to give you an answer to tell you what happened. I don't know. Right? Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's really impossible to say. I'm not sure what happened on the date, but here's what you have to understand. Um, speaking of, of red pill, people are asking about that. You have to understand female nature. Okay. So, Women live in the temporary emotions of the moment. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I mean by that is, well, actually, well, let's, let's test you. What do I mean by that? So when they're feeling good, they're more likely to engage. They're more likely to text you back. They're more likely to like respond, um, you know, good to you. But then when they're not feeling that way, so I'll give you an example. So if you're at a club and she likes you at the club, and then the next day, you know, she's not drunk anymore. She's not in that emotional headspace where she was when she was at the club. You know, she's not in that same, again, that emotional headspace, right? So she's feeling way differently. So she's going to respond differently. Am I, am I correct there? Yeah, you're, you're pretty spot on. Exactly. So when they're in the moment, they're having fun like you with her on a date. You guys are having this great time. You went for the kiss. She's kissing you back. Oh, my God. Dinner was fun. It's all good. But then... Who knows? And we don't know. And the point is, well, we don't really have to know. Maybe something happened between now and then. Maybe we'll never figure it out. Or now she's in a different headspace of, oh, actually, I, I don't like him for whatever reason. I mean, this is the crazy thing about dating. And this is why dating is so, is so freaking hard. Because it's almost as if you could have done everything right. But maybe she picked the one little thing about you that she didn't like. Because she has so many options now that she has allowed herself, again, this is a theory that she might have done this, that she might have allowed herself to go, "Mm, actually, you know, that one thing Adrian did or said, I didn't like that. And now she gets to move on to a bunch of other men because she has more options. So what does this mean for you? This means for you that you need to be making sure that you are, I'm not saying you're not, I don't know your situation, but you should be going on lots of dates Mm -hmm. all the time 
so that you have opportunities to meet more women, that it does go to a second date, that when you do text her back, which by the way, someone said on Instagram, he should have texted after the date. He should have texted her on Sunday. I mean- I was going to say, is that a factor? I was going to say, was that a factor that I didn't text her on Sunday? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean, okay, if I was you in that situation, you guys had this great date on Friday, I would have texted her by Sunday. No, we, we, I met her on Friday, Saturday, we had the date and then Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Then no, then you're fine. Then no, that's not a factor. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that should not have two days is, is nothing. If she liked, meaning if she liked you, if she liked you, you know, a day and a half later, you text her, it should be good. So I don't think it has anything to do with your text cadence. Okay. So for you, what I would do, first of all, stop texting her, okay? Because you threw out the let's hang out again text, right? Yeah, I texted her today. She actually responded with like, good morning, how are you? And then I responded like, hey, let's hang out. I thought I'm going to respond, which I'm still like waiting, I'm chilling. I'm not like being me. I'm like, oh, is she going to text me? Like I'm working and whatnot. I'm on this stream. I'm having a good time talking to Trip. Um, but yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like I'm just a little confused about, you know, because again, it was such a good thing, but again, I'm going to keep on going out and I've been going out. Like I go at least three times a week to go cold approaching. I recently just did an immersion program with another coach. So I take this process very seriously, man. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. So, and I've been going on lots of dates recently ever since I've going, since I've been on this, uh, immersion program. So I'm not worried. I'm just like, I want to ask you your opinion because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I just don't get it, you know? Yep. hundred percent for sure. So again, hard to say probably that, well, who knows it's not over. Right. So she might end up responding. It doesn't look good, you know, but, um, this is, this is dating in 2022 and this is what's made it so challenging because for some women, they'll get real picky real fast. And if she has other options, then she's going to maybe go to those options. So yeah. So one fine. thing that was kind of an objection for her, cause I'm 27, she's 35. Right. So that was one thing that she kind of said when we, when I was texting her toward like going to meet up for the date and she's like, Oh, I might be too old for you. Right. And I'm like, Oh, like that's not too old. And we ended up still meeting up. Right. Um, and even on the date, she's like, yeah, like you're 27. Like, yeah, I would have never guessed. Like, you act so mature for your age, blah blah blah, right? So she just you, you, you might have uncovered it, and this also kind of proves the uh, temporary emotions of the moment. You know, so in in moment, in, in 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 date moment, you're building attraction. It's all good. Maybe she forgot about the, you know, wasn't thinking too much about the fact that you're younger, just having a good time, kissing you. Wow, everything's great because she's with you in the moment. But then what happens a day later? She's out of the moment. So now she's in her head. Mm. And one of the things, again, this is just a theory. It's not for sure. We don't know for sure. But she might be thinking, he's 27. He's 27 or whatever. You know, he's younger. He's younger. And now she's in that emotion and she's feeling that, right? So that could be a possibility too. So she's out of that moment and she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I had a good time, but he's younger. And you don't think the texting thing was a factor. You don't think texting like the day and a half after would be a factor. No, 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 not a chance. 
not a chance. And, I, and, and for, if for any reason, because there's always exceptions, for any reason it was, you dodged a bullet. Because any woman who's going to be that crazy to the point where she's so unattracted to a guy because she gets a text a day and a half later that asks how you're doing, I don't even know how many of those women actually exist. I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now, most women, if they like the guy, they'd be pumped. Especially if it's like, they liked him and it's been a day, is he going to text me? And then the next day he yeah. does? Oh, wow, that feels good he did. You know? So. Awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was great, man. Thank you so much. That was really, that, that was some good clarity that, uh, that you helped me out with. Thank you. You're very welcome, man. And uh, good luck with the immersion program. If you ever want to get help over on here on this side, don't hesitate to reach out, man. Thanks for coming on and asking your question. Thanks for giving, giving me the help, man. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. So someone challenged me here, and I love a good challenge. Cute Shoes Mom, you said here on Instagram, she says, totally a factor. You have to respond right after the date and let them know you had a good time. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that advice. I mean, it's not the worst thing to do that for sure. But let's be real. You're telling me, cute shoes mom, you're telling me that if that didn't happen and the guy texts you a day and a half later, that you would dismiss him to the, to the fact that you wouldn't give him a, another option for a date? That's my point, right? So if you need more help, you know what to do. Check out coachbytrip.com. We can help you. We have coaches on staff ready to help you with your dating profile, with meeting more women in person and being able to just be more charismatic and have the kind of social life and dating life that you're looking for. So don't hesitate. We can help. And we've gotten guys insane results. So even if you think you're short, if you think you're ugly, we can still help you. Uh, we, we, we help all kinds of guys all over the world. So check it out, coachbytrip.com. You guys are awesome. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off here soon. So thank you. 